Hey everyone, it's Adrienne here. Happy September. Oh gosh, I absolutely love this time of year for so many reasons. September is my birthday month. It is going to be our one year anniversary in September. And it's also my favorite time of year to look at my schedule, my routine, to refocus after a very indulgent and fun summer. It feels like a great time to kind of get back to work. Kids go back to school. Hallelujah. Don't get me wrong, we all love having the kids for the school summer holidays, but I love the feeling of getting back to life, getting back to normal. I love routine. I saw something online this week which was talking, it was a parents thing talking about when the kids go back to school, what are you looking forward to the most? And the one that resonated with me was about chargers. Yes, phone chargers. Not having to share my phone chargers and walk around the house and constantly get them back from people's iPads, from people's iPhones in, in this house. So that's something I'm looking forward to. But this week's episode from me is a Monday motivation message to you all. And at the start of this month, I was thinking about the word refocus. So today in this short message, I want to dive into the art of refocusing at the start of a new month and why I want to use the word refocus instead of focus. So let's start with that. The word refocus is, of course, a verb that means to redirect your energy, your concentration, your attention towards a specific target or goal. So essentially, when you refocus, you are reminding yourself to go back to what you set out and to away from whatever's distracting you. Now, let's be honest, in a world full of distraction, there are so many things pulling our energy and our attention left, right and centre that the idea of remaining focused on one thing just does not feel realistic. So instead, I use the word refocus to kind of allow myself to just accept that it's not going to be perfect every single day. I'm not going to be focused all the time. Distractions happen. Life happens. But I'm going to continue to remind myself every morning when I wake up as part of my routine, my word of the month is refocus. So whatever I've set out to do, whether it's a work goal, um, a, a fitness goal, whether it's something that is in my routine with the kids, with family, refocus. That is the word of the month. So I thought it'd be good to maybe give some practical examples as well, because if there's one thing that I have learned in all of the years, the work that I do, the interviews on this podcast, it is that our ability to set goals, to set realistic goals can be an absolute game changer when it comes to achieving success in any area of life. But the word to consider here is realistic goals. Now, I'm not talking about setting the bar low. You know, if you know me, then you'll know that's not my style. It's not about setting the bar low. But the reason I say realistic is because often when people think, okay, it's a new month, blank slate, here we go. They just set way too many things at the same time. So they're like, okay, I'm not going to drink this month. I'm going to bed every night at nine. I am going to read three books. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to, it's like, come on, let's, let's not overwhelm ourselves and, uh, and get stressed out. Let's just, you know, set realistic goals. So I guess some examples for me and the way that I'm trying to achieve the things that I want to do this month and remain focused and refocused is first up work projects. So something that I do that's really helpful is that when I have a work deadline, I will set myself a false deadline. So, for example, if I know that a work project needs to be emailed and sent by Thursday, in my mind and in my schedule, the deadline is Tuesday. Now, of course, it's a false deadline and I kind of know that, 
But having that buffer time is usually needed. So I'll say, okay, the deadline is Tuesday. And by the end of the day on Tuesday, hopefully it's finished and it's ready to hit send. But if it's not, then I'm like, okay, cool. No need to panic. No need to stay up till one o'clock in the morning. I can just pick this up tomorrow and it still gets there a day early. So that's something that when I do that consistently, oh my gosh, it's a game changer. Things just feel less stressful. Other people are always pleasantly surprised as well, because let's be honest, if you're waiting for something from someone and you get it a day early, that's always a win. So it gives the other people that you're working with in your team, it gives them also more time and more flex. So that is something that I do, set false deadlines, and that's something I'm going to continue to do this month because, gosh, there's a lot of work deadlines this month. There's a lot going on. So that's something I'm going to try. Now, this one, next one is the social life kind of hack. Now, this is going to sound really silly to some people, but this is about planning outfits ahead of time. Now, for me, the only thing that typically makes me late if I'm going to a social event is not knowing what I'm going to wear, not planning what I'm going to wear. And typically my husband, who is very punctual and punctuality is something that is very important to him. It's a value of his. So when we first started living together, I really had to get it together because I was like, wow, he is not going to be happy if we're late, basically. We all know there's people who lateness doesn't bother them. I have many friends (laughs) who are late a lot and it doesn't really bother them, you know, if they say seven you can kind of expect them to be there between 7, 7.15, 7.30. That is not going to fly with my husband. He is like, if we said 7, we need to be there at 7. So all this to say, I learned very quickly that the only things I was like, okay, let's problem solve here, Adrienne. Why are you typically late? It's because of the lack of planning of outfits. If I don't know what I'm wearing, I'm trying things on and I'm looking for things. That's the one when you have, yeah, again, a busy house, lots of kids, etc., I'm looking for things. I'm going through, you know, the laundry, the 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 wardrobe, and it's like, I don't know what, I'm trying to find things. So to eliminate that this month, my attempt is to just plan what you are going to wear to this event ahead of time. Sounds obvious, sounds easy, sounds simple. It is a game changer. And actually, I have an event tomorrow night. I'm going to a very fancy event tomorrow night. It's red carpet vibes. Everyone's going to be, you know, I need to be in a dress. My husband's wearing a suit. So I've planned that outfit. I know what I'm wearing. It's hanging up. It's ready to go. So we won't be late. So that's something that if it's helpful for you, if you're someone like me who does that, then even looking as far ahead to like the end of the month and seeing, oh, it's my friend's birthday or, oh, I'm going to this event or even like, I don't know if you're doing presentation at work, something where you're going to think I need to be looking good, plan what you're going to wear. Do you have everything that you need? Even if you need to, I'm not encourage you know, fast fashion, all of that, but maybe you need to buy something. Maybe you need to order something. Have you got the right shoes? Plan ahead. It's going to change your life. Okay, next up, this is a really simple one, and this is a bit more like family related, kids related. This rule is the one thing per day rule. Now, I heard this over the summer, and it kind of reminded me, we've talked about this before, but it reminded me, I met one of my friends at the beach, we had loads of kids, and he was talking about the one thing a day rule with the kids. So essentially what it means is, if you've got one thing, for example, there's a football match on Sunday, my son plays football on a Sunday. That is the one thing for the day. Sometimes, of course, other things will happen. So you might have, 
I don't know, a birthday party to go to, or you might have homework to do. They might have homework to do, but trying not to have loads of things every day and knowing that you've got to be here and you've got to be there and it kind of rushes them. And yeah, it just makes life stressful. So if you are making plans with kids, one thing per day is a really great rule, something I'm going to be trying in September. And that goes for after school clubs as well. If you've got a club after school, that is not a day to be having your friend over for tea. So one thing per day for kids. And even if you don't have kids, I feel like this could be a good rule for us all to adopt. Okay, next up is if you have a fitness goal, a health goal, if you're working towards something, training for something, or you just want to kind of, I suppose, give more time to your in your routine to your well-being and to your overall health, then you've got to be specific. You have got to be specific. You cannot say, oh, I'm going to work out more this month. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym more or I'm going to run a bit more. What does that mean? What does more mean? So get specific, get a pen, write it down, write it on your calendar, write it in your schedule. If you really want to go there, you could put it in your, you know, your actual digital calendar that you use for all of your other commitments like work and put the time in just like it's a meeting that you can't miss. So for example, I've written down my three runs per week. Uh, This week I've got a six mile run. I've got a three mile interval run and I've got a five mile easy pace run. I've written down when I'm going to do them so I know they're in the diary and I'm going to make it happen. I've also booked into two Reforma Pilates classes because I absolutely love Reforma Pilates and I realised that I never go. So if there's something you really enjoy and you never go, then create some space, create some time, book that in. But the most important message here is that fitness goals need to be specific. There's going to be, I'd say, a third of the time when you feel motivated and you're like, yes, lace up those shoes, sun is shining, let's go for a run, get it. That is only a third of the time. Definitely in my experience, it's only a third of the time. Then there's going to be a third of the time when it's kind of take it or leave it. Okay, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll do the thing if I have time. And then there's going to be a third of the time when you don't want to do it. It's the last thing you want to do. And if you're if you're a female and you track your cycle, there might be moments in the, in within your cycle when you know you're going to feel lacking in motivation, your body might feel sluggish, you might feel fatigued. So try and factor that in when you're planning your fitness goals and your training for this month. Remember, you're not always going to want to do it. So have a plan, have it written down and try your best to refocus and stick with it. And then lastly, last but not least, is I think overall well-being. So things like diet, alcohol and sleep. I mean, those three things on individually are, you know, worthy of consideration. But what I'd say, as I did at the start, it's not about having loads and loads of rules. So, OK, I'm not going to drink any alcohol this month or I'm going to, I don't know, change my diet or just try to look at the overall picture and think, is it going to be beneficial for me to drink a glass of wine on a Monday night, Tuesday night, or do I need to have, you know, a little bit of parameters, summer's finished, for me, I'm probably only going to drink alcohol at the weekends in September, because I know there's going to be lots of celebration, so as I said, it's my birthday, we have our wedding anniversary, things like that, so I'm just gonna, I suppose, enjoy those celebrations, but then Monday through to Friday, not going to drink alcohol. And for some people that isn't a big deal, like it doesn't bother them at all. Um, For other people, it's more of a challenge. For me, you know, my husband, he likes to drink alcohol at home. He'll have a glass of wine in the evening and it doesn't really affect him. It doesn't, he says it doesn't affect his sleep or his energy, but for me it does. So I want to sleep well. I want to feel energized. I want to wake up feeling as though I've slept well. So that's something I'm going to be doing. So yeah, have a think about 
you know, diet, alcohol and sleep. Is there something you can do there? A little change, a little uh, refining, you know, going back to this idea of refocus. We don't have to change the whole thing, but can you just refine it a little bit? Could you go to bed 30 minutes earlier or, yeah, cut out some alcohol during the week, something like that. Reduce the amount of sugar that you're eating if you want to sleep better, these kind of things. And just keep coming back to the idea of refocus. So I really hope that you have found this Monday motivation message useful. Tomorrow I am back with the first episode of our brand new series of guest interviews. And my guest is absolutely fantastic. We are talking about flip thinking. So it's all about taking problems and turning them into opportunities. I really, really enjoyed this one. So tune in tomorrow for that. Have a great week. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.